Hilchois Tumas Taras Perik Hamisha Azar Perik Tezvav. Continuing Taras that applies to the homes, the houses. Nigi Batim Yesh Ben Hesk Halacha Aleph. Nigi Batim Taras the houses Yesh Ben Hesk Yashloisha Shavuos. The shear of the of the Taras that applies to houses. You have three is three weeks. It's a three week um, three week maximum sentence when it comes to houses. Now it could be less, as we'll see. Those three weeks ends up being not 21 days, but rather 19 days. Why is it 19 days if seven, seven times three is 21? The seventh day counts as the last week of, the, of week one. And the first day of week number two. They don't have to count. Exactly. That's, that's the other beer. And again, the 13th day as well is the, is the last week, day of week number two. And the first day of week number three. In public schools, so I don't think they <laughs> so, so you have 21 days. You take away two each and each end. You have to have 19. It turns out. If the ultimate quarantine, if the ultimate um, uh, 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 t- uh, time period, if you're going to have to go the full three weeks when it comes to the houses, then the client is going to inspect it on the seventh day. Right? If it comes right in the beginning, when it comes in the beginning, Lazarus, when it comes in the beginning, when it comes in the beginning, and and uh, and the Kayin doesn't right away, right away quarantine right away machlet the house's tummy. I think when it comes to a house, I don't think it's possible to say it's tummy right away. It comes to a garment or it comes to a person for sure. A garment I don't remember, but a house I don't think you can right away say it's tummy. You have to the spread. That's yeah. That's your sim and tummy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So the first. So, so therefore, as a minimum of one week for sure. Akapan when the Kayin comes. If you need all three, if you have to go all three weeks, the Kayin will always look at it at the end of the, on the seventh day. Then, if he has to go one more week, he'll look at it on the thirteenth day. Not, not the third day, also? The seventh day. Oh, no, it's only on the end of the Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those, are the three, those are the three observation days. Seven, nine, 13, 19. This concept of the house, the shear of the quarantine being a maximum of three weeks, the whole system being three weeks, what happens at the end of each week? is not Also, most halachas are regard to the goyim, the trust in the house is not Tershav yeah, okay, yeah, or, 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 but the point is that a different couple in this context I think means more the Tershon Now, why is Ram telling us this? He didn't tell us in Hilcha Sukkah, most halachas of Luv and Esrik are different couple, not Tershon Chasam. Most of the Most of Tayra. So I think it's because when it comes to on the skin and the garments, it is mostly written in the Pasha pretty clearly. But the houses is the one area of Tarasa where it's not written Tershon Chasam. Okay. Base. So halachas as they are. Expressed in the in the Hirsh of Chsav and Teshuvah Peh, here's how it works when it comes to Tzeras in the houses. When the Kayan comes to the house and he sees the Tzeras, and it looks like it's embedded, sunken, so to speak, either again by texture or by physical appearance based on the color, as we said, whichever you want to learn, and, and it's a very deep red or deep green, and it looks like it's sunken into the wall. The first thing you got to do is make, give it a seven day quarantine. You never right away say it's tummy when it comes to a house. Even if the house is completely red, completely white, a uh, green, excuse me, you still you don't say the house is tummy. You give it seven days. On the seventh day, you observe. 
If the nega dimmed, it's not as, not as intense anymore. Needless to say, if they completely left, you have to peel away the part of the stone. You don't see it you have to mark it, I guess, when you when you come to the beginning. You have to, you have to the place where the nega was prior. You peel that away from the house. is tar. The house is tar. Now, how deep do you have to peel away? I'm not sure. It's not clear. So, until you get well, if it's, if it's stone with plaster on top of it. Yes. Yeah, so in that the case, plaster. Plaster. Yeah, l'chayr. But over here. Right, I guess the assumption is that, the, that, that on top of the stone there was plaster, because right. the nega is not mamash on the stone, he's saying it's on the plaster. Okay. Okay. So now, good. That's if... if how, it, you gonna, how are you going to put wallpaper? Straight on, on, on stone? No, right. They they had wallpaper yeah. stone. So you're saying on top of the stone was plaster. Okay, fine. So you peel that away. And they had different kinds of wallpaper. Yeah, or could or could have could mean you have to scrape away the stone itself to a certain degree, whatever thickness it is, a certain shear. I'm not, I'm not sure, but okay. Akaponim, so you have to scrape away just the area where the nega is or where it was if it's not if it's completely not visible anymore. Vabayistar, good. Whatever you see that didn't it didn't dim, didn't disappear. In fact, it's the way where, where it's where it was just uh, as before. It didn't spread either. Then you then you give it a second week of quarantine. Now, what if it what if it did spread at the end of the first week? We'll see. Then you take a look at the third week. Uh, excuse me, at the end of the second week, the thirteenth day. If at the end of the second week, then it taka left or it dimmed, then you peel away the place the taras was as you would have done the first week. But however, over here, because it had to go an extra week, you have to do the procedure as we'll learn, where you purify the house with the birds. As we'll learn that in a pair. And after the first week, you don't do that? One second. We did, no, we didn't say that. You're correct. Yeah, then the first week, you, you would not do that. Now, in this context, the matzah nega should possibly say for sure. If, however, at the end of the second week, the nega did not only stay in its full glory, it actually spread, or it did not dim. So, uh, uh, but, or, sorry, it, it stayed as it is. At the end of the second week, you find it's, it's, it's the same way as it was at the end of the first week. So, Inside or in When it goes through a second week, at that point, we don't care whether it's spread or if it stayed as it is. But the fact is, it's still there. So therefore, no, in size, in size. Therefore, even though it didn't spread, but the fact that it stayed for a second week as is without without uh, without dimming, that's as if it's basically almost the same as spreading. Therefore, you have to uh, remove the stones completely with have the nega on them. It's not enough to scrape away. You got to remove the stones completely because now we're, into, we're already at the end of the second week. You have to take whatever you scrape away from the stone from the, from the earth and the stones. Take the whole stones out. Good. Whatever you scrape away from the earth that, that was holding those stones, I mean, yeah, the mortar, if you want to, in this case, is touching over here. When Tachas call out, so you have to, and that goes out to the city and place that's tummy. It's, it's designated no one should go there because the stones are tummy. This, by the way, is the only place, to my knowledge, in Teresa, in Teresa that stones are makabal tumah. That's right. When it comes to a stone of a of a tombstone, it's not makabal tumah. It transmits tumah. Right. Take the tombstone away, put it somewhere else. It's not tummy anymore. Okay. The talchas call out bias, and you have to plast, replast the entire house. And you have to put the stones back. Otherwise, you have to oh, a big window. So, yeah, exactly, correct. You have to replace the stones, yeah. How can I say it over here? Yeah, you have to replace the stones, yeah, you're right. And you give it a third week. And you give it a third week. Wow. On the 19th day, you examine it. If now after taking away those stones the nega comes back and we say it has to be the shear of two grisin, this is called a spreading after you replaster, which is which is described in the chumash that the Ramam assumes we weren't already. But this is called bias. Therefore, because it comes back after replastering, 
Um, in, the, in this case, at the end of the third week, although we'll see soon it could happen at the end of two weeks in a minute, we'll see this possible that Kapana, because you comes back after replastering, the house must be demolished. If Nega does not come back at, when the Kayin comes on day 19, then the Kayin says the house can be purified, he has to retire with the bird, as we'll learn, and then once he purifies with the bird, the house is tar. If the Kayin comes, and the Nega is not there. So he says, good, let's retire the house. But before he actually retire with the bird, the Nega does show up with two Grishin. And he not it's that's considered grounds for demolishing the house. If the Kayin acts quickly, right, and the Nega comes back after they retire the house, once you retire the house, it's tar. If the Nega comes back after that, even on these news on the same stones, the same area, you know, at this point, you look at it as if it's a brand new Nega. And you go through the whole process again. Oh, there's a procedure we'll learn about soon. The same way you do by a person. As we learn, when you spray it on the back of the person's hand, you can do it by the house as well. We'll see soon. Now I'm going to tell us. What happens if, unlike our example over here with at the end of the first week, the neg is the same way it was, and you come back out on the first week, on the seventh day, the neg spread. So then in that case, you do what we said you would do at the end of the second week, whether it's spread or stay the same, which is, you have to remove those stones upon the... Which the Tras is? A good question. Because in Chumash, the Rashi does the same thing to us. Because the Chumash it's not much like this. You have to darshan. That's probably what. Okay, but so anyway, and bechayit to savanim. Shabbat neg. You have to remove the stones which have the teras on them. The chayit offer chutz leir, and you have to designate this. You have to isolate the avanim outside the city so no one should get tummy from them. Talk is called bias. You have to replaster the whole house. Then put the house in quarantine the second time. So you basically, what we're doing is we skip the week. Basically, we skip to the end of the second week. We're calling it the first week, and here we look at the second week and the third week. Yeah, but again, you examine it. If after replastering the house, removing those stones, the neger came back the size of two grisin. Again, this is a, this is a, a, a spreading or returning after the. The, the, the re- replastering, but then it's a kolbais, kol- and you have to replaster the house. Actually, you have to demolish the house. Even if the this new nega that came back is two grisin, and the original was ten grisin, so it's smaller. There's like a difference. It came back. That's a problem. What if at the end of two weeks after replastering, the kohen shows up and there's no teras? You retire with the birds. This will see. Any time, again, the same principle. When the nega shows up prior to the kohen doing the tara process with the birds, you know it's the house must be demolished. If the nega shows up after you purified it with the bird, you know in that case you look at it as a brand new nega from the start. You start the whole process again. Gimel. When you remove the stones which the teras teras has on them because they because it, it spread after the first week or it maintained itself after the second week in the you have to remove a minimum of two stones and the chayr that's pashut because we said that teras to be considered teras on a house has to appear on a minimum of two stones it has to be a minimum of two grisin one grease per stone is a minimum shear if it's ten grisin on one stone or if it's one and a, if it's if it's one and a half on one stone and a half on the other stone. That's not going to help you. It has to be two grease minimum and one grease per stone. So therefore, the chayyeh when you automatically have to take away a minimum of two stones. All right, you're not allowed to replace these stones with stones from the other side of the house. Right, you can take from one wall, put the other wall. It doesn't work that way. Shemar says, you must bring new stones to replace them. Even though, again, did Ram tell us clearly somewhere that you have to replace the stones after you take them away? No, you get, you get cold in the house with that, with that hole. Yeah. Did I miss it? Okay. No. We're assuming you bring it back and then replace them. Again, I'm saying we know that because he says we learned, he assumes we learned, we learned the Chumash already, right? Unless you want to say that there are several layers of stones. No, I don't think so. House. No, so. Hmm. I 
and then he takes only the first, the inside layer, and, and the rest of it stays. Uh, well, he says, Kachos called bias, you replace the whole entire house. That includes bringing new stones in the, in the place. Yeah. All right. Akaponim, so, and you bring other stones. Good. And you have to bring other stones from outside the house. They can't be stones that you bring from, the, from this wall to the other wall. They offer nor the offer. In this case, you has mortar, right? Which is the, 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 the cement-like earth using to hold the stones together. You also can't bring it. You can't replace it with, with uh, mortar from other place in the house. And it says, You have to bring other earth and replaster the entire house. Which is why the Ramam assumes that we, look, we know this pasuk, and we're assuming that bringing other earth and replacing the house means you're replacing, like you said, the hole that you caused by taking away these stones with other earth and other stones. You cannot replaster with sid, which is lime, like a kind of plaster. With mortar. It says, You have to use mortar. Even though we said replastering, it's really remortaring. You're not allowed to bring one large stone in place of the two that you took away for very repushed reasons because we're trying to see if the trash is going to come back. If you replace it with one stone, then the saras comes back on that one stone. Doesn't count. It has to be two separate stones. You can't bring two in place of one. Why not? Good question. I do not know because that's a cause of. Ella maybe shtayim tachshtayim two in place of two. I think the chayra. Yeah. Okay. V'yeshle lehavi shtayim tachshalish. You can bring two in place of three as long as it's a minimum of two in place of three, three in place of two. The chayra. That's all fine as long as it's not one and two changing place. Dalit. If it's between your house and the neighbor's house, you have a two-family house, you're showing a wall, and the tzeras is on that wall. Even though we learned that the walls that separate a house and separate rooms, those are not subject to the luchas of tzeras. Only the walls that are the external walls of the house. But if that's the external wall of your house, the fact that the other person has a house on the other side does not prevent it from being a tzeras-worthy wall. Okay? So therefore... Who's responsible? Right? I say it's your tzeras, you say it's my tzeras. Even though it's on my side, both of them have an obligation, apparently, to remove the, 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 the stone and, and scrape away the, 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 the mortar and, and, and to bring other stones. That's the key on both people. However, the idea of bringing the new mortar to replace, that's only responsibility on the person on whose side Tzeras is. Sinemrat says, He should bring other mortar and uh, replaster the house, or remortar the house. That's something that only he does. It's like in Lashon Yachid, right? So, my house is not going to be Tach. Because you have to, you have to attack your part, yeah, but not my part. Yeah, Thank good. Thank you very much. Right, right. Now the, the Rebbe has an observation of you. The Rambam holds that this is a concept. The Mishnah says on this idea, and the, and, and the Rebbe says that the Rambam understands it not just Amazay that the fact that you have that this guy is his neighbor, so he gets he gets you know uh, uh, you know schmeißed along with him. Bad luck, you know, bad real estate choice. And not even that, that because he's his neighbor, he had a bad influence on him. The word is that because he's his neighbor and he's not a good person, the second, it's that the first person, not, not was he was poorly influenced. It's that, he, that the, 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 the Rosh is Megala, that the Shachin has a, has a Chesaron as well. Okay, that's, that's just the beginning. Because over here, the fact that they both have to, have to participate in the whole process, that's why. That's, I think, again, you look at the Sikh, it's a Chilakam Gimel, I believe. Okay, Evan Shebezovis. Unlike Rashi, and the Chumash says that, um, that the people who got along with us in Aviram, that was a hashpah. 
They weren't Megala an Indian of Ra in them. They were Mashpi on them negatively. That's Rashi's approach. Rabbi says more it's Megala, a hidden evil. Okay, Evan Shabazavis. A stone that's a cornerstone, which the houses are sharing. So this is like a, a picture, I think, of what or not, I think. I know he's trying to make a picture of Evan Zavis. You have these kinds of stones that the two houses are essentially sharing the stone, and it, it makes them like you know, and, and basically it's part of both houses. And this is actually, I think, a better picture because you see here from the inside view what it looks like. There's a cornerstone that's being shared by both houses, and that cornerstone is it half half on the one door, half the other door. So the top picture is how it is before you demolish it, and the bottom half is how after you demolish the house. Because remember, only one house is demolished over here in the event that it's a problem, right? So halacha, hey, every shabbos is a cornerstone that's shared by both houses. when he has to remove the stone, it's cool. He has to you have to replaster it. The whole stone is removed. Not just a part of it, even though the half of the stone is on the guy's house. If he has to demolish the house, in that case, he only demolishes the half of the stone that's in, in, the, in the house of the person who has the tzeras. The other person, that his, his house is not impacted, right? So that he doesn't, he doesn't demolish the half of the stone that's on his house. In other words, when well, you. Well, we said so. When you share a wall, we said, yeah, both suffer. <coughs> so over here. Yeah, over here, it's not a wall which is between the two houses. It's a corner. It's a corner. Yeah, yeah. so why is it different? Yeah, no, you asked me a good question. What's the chiluk between a, a shared wall and a cornerstone? I do not know. If the terrace is on that stone, you got to take the stone away, the whole stone is removed. Like, like you said, right? But if the Tzeras is not on that stone, it's on a different stone. It happens to me that that guy had Tzeras for three weeks. Now the house is demolished. So we have to demolish his house, not my house, even though we share a house. And then you only take... So then the part of the stone that's projecting into his half of the house has to be smashed. But the half of my house, you don't have to smash it. <laughs> okay, yeah. You gotta have a good sledgehammer. Not a sledgehammer, come kind of, yeah. Yeish blah suffolk, and there's a suffolk, even the tiaz do shall chaveri come yadle every shaloi. The fact is, is there's still a suffolk, even though you have to demolish my half of the stone. But do you say because this half of the stone is attached to the other half, and that half is tummy, does touching this half make you tummy or not? Right. So it's a suffolk. If you touch it, you tell him to tell him to suffer. Maybe that's, that's suggestive, but you're not mechuyiv to. Ah. No, there's no suffix that you're not mechuyiv to remove that stone. It's part of my half. That, that half of the stone. Okay. The question is, does touching it, or other, other dimmer of tumah by tzeras, which can be more than touching it, whatever it is, does, does touching it, let's say, make it simple, make the person touch the tummy? That's a suffix. All right. If you have a house, a guy has tzeras in his house, and he lives in a condo. <laughs> the whole building has to go down now. What do you do? You have a house that the Negar appeared and there is a second floor on top of it. Do you have to demolish the whole building or not? You demolish the bottom half of the house, but you leave the, the ceiling because it serves as a floor for the guy on top. Yeah. Now, how does his house stay suspended in midair? He says, Norris over here with no mucker, but it's common sense that the support pillars. Those you leave, or you make, 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 make new ones. As you demolish the house, like one pillar at a time, you make other ones to replace it, you know, so eventually the, the whole thing doesn't fall at once. Okay. Nira Baliyah, if the truss is in the second floor, it's the same thing as you demolish the top floor, but the floor of the top floor, which is the ceiling to the bottom floor, you leave. If there's no second floor, it's a one story house. The stones, the wood, and mortar, the whole thing is demolished. You're able to save the 
the Malbin and Siga Chalonis, he's attaching over here as the roof, sorry, the, um, the partitions on the roof that divided, let's say, the different parts of the roof from uh, different, different sections to different people, let's say, or different whatever it is. And the lattice of the windows, those are not considered part of the house. Those you can, you can, you, can, you know, like when you, uh, right, when you, leave, when, you, when you move out of your apartment, what do you take with you? Everything that's not nailed down, yeah? <laughs> exactly. So all those things are not considered part of the house, right? You can take. Person has a house, and the coin is masgir, this trass is there. Some Ibn Chacham goes, takes some of the stones from the house, and he, puts it, put, and he uses it for a different house. Right. Or bought him by a satar, and he puts them into it. Yeah, exactly. He's now to do, 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 do construction and expand his other house. And now the trass comes back into the original house. So, so in, in, in a way that you're to um, uh, demolish the, the house. So when you demolish the house, you also the stones from the original house that are now part of the new house, you have to take them away as well because the whole entire house is considered uh, the requirement to be demolished and those stones have the halacha as being part of the first house. However, if the, if the, if the tzeras comes back only on these new stones that have now been made a part of the other house, we look at the first house as if it had the returning tzeras and therefore that house must be demolished. And this second house that has now Tsaras for the first time, based on this Tsaras, you have it now looked at as, as Tsaras appeared for the first time in this house. As any house which has Tsaras show up on it. So these stones are considered part of both houses. They're considered part of the old house as far as the Allah of returning goes, Tsaras goes. They're considered part of the new house as far as the Allah of original Tsaras goes. New Tsaras. Ches. Kate, I'm going to answer your question. I thought you had to take all the stones and take them outside. You, well, that's after you to, the, the, the terras appears on the stones itself. Here, the terras appears. The Kohen says this house is quarantined for seven days. Mm-hmm. During those seven days, this Ibn Chacham goes, takes, takes stones that have done of terras, random stones in the house. From the house? Yeah, from the house. And he goes and he adds them to addition to another different house. Now, if terras appears on those stones, we look at it as if terras appeared on the original house. Yeah. What is the procedure for purifying a house that had saras and then could not come back? So we learned about it when it comes to purifying a person, the whole process, how you did with the hyssop and the, and the cedar, the whole nine yards. It's the same thing. After you remove the stones and replaster the house and, it's, and the saras did not come back after the second or third week, maybe you must bring spring water in an earthenware keli. I mean, I, I imagine it must be a new keli and all the halachas and this, all these details are the same as when it comes to purifying a person with saras. Birds, the etzeres, and the hyssop. Excuse me, the, the cedar, the and hyssop, and the, the crimson the th- uh, wool. The katara sa'adam should be anu b'chaldaver. All the details that as applies to the entire person. Ella, the difference is by a person you spray the water with the blood in it seven times in the back of the hand of the matzera. I'm not sure which hand, but time the right one or either either hand. If you sprinkle seven times on the lintel, shall bias shavachutz on the on the lintel outside the house. Everything else, sending the bird away. What happens? if it comes back, all those, that as far as that goes, it's the same.